Edwards, the coffee with the extra flavor lift, brings you Night Editor. Night Editor, starring Hal Burdick in tonight's story from behind the headlines, titled, Schedule Subject to Change. Down the mountain grade in the big truck, Condera's mind was far from dinner and girls. His big hands gripped the wheel until they almost bit into it. His face was white, his body tense. And sometimes he took his eyes from the winding road to dart swift glances at the man beside him in the cab, the man who sat watching him. An automatic cradled lightly in one hand. Well, it's the hour between editions in the newsroom, and things have quieted down for a few minutes. Some of the desk men and reporters have gone out for a late evening snack, but Bobby has left his desk and strolled over to the night editor's office in the far corner. And there he walked. Just like enough late mail edition, Hal. Oh, all right, Bobby. Now, as soon as the press run starts and we give the paper a quick once-over, let's see what our friend Charlie down at the corner lunchroom can do by way of some of that uh, good Edwards coffee he deals out. Hmm? Okay, boss. <laughs> Though I, I should feel guilty. Guilty? Well, about what in particular in Princeton? Well... I took an extra hour for dinner at the girl's house tonight. And oh. <laughs> well, the way to a man's heart, so they say. Oh, boy. The... Hell, what a dinner. I'm telling you, fried mm. chicken that was out of this world, mm. French fries, yeah. salad. And an apple pie that she baked with her own little hand. How did you know? <laughs> well, it's partly guesswork, Bobby. And partly because I saw a little item in the proofs tonight about the state planning improvement work on Highway 48 over the mountain. Huh? Now, now, look. What, what's a highway job got to do with my girl having me out to dinner? Huh? She reminded me of another girl who once prepared a chicken dinner for a man with startling results. All right. So you got to be curious. So let's hear the yarn. <laughs> well, you may recall that just over the summit on the east side, there's a nice little eating place and service station. Used to be operated by a chap named Bill Donovan and his sister, Kathleen. Bill left to join the Army in 1942, but Kathleen stayed there to keep the place going. It was about a year later that this incident took place. <laughs> the purple darkness of a summer night had slipped down across the ridge and into the valley to the east, faintly silvered by a rising moon. And the world was as right as a girl could wish for. Standing by the window of the lunchroom, Kathleen could see the beam of headlights far below. Condara's truck, making the slow, tortuous climb to the summit. As always on these trips over the mountains, he'd stop for supper. But this night it was to be no hamburger affair at the counter. Mm -mm. In the kitchen, a great pan of fried chicken awaited the final heating. The strips of potato were ready to be popped into the kettle of deep fat. And on the table was the apple pie she'd baked that afternoon. They would have dinner together in the little garden back of the kitchen, with the full moon for their only light. And maybe... <laughs> Maybe Khan would put into words the things he'd been hinting more and more in these past few meetings. True, other drivers sometimes kidded her boisterously about Khan's interest in a certain uh, black-haired girl named Camilla who lived in the valley city of Corbin to the west. And it could be. But Kathleen smiled and thought of dinner in the garden under the full moon and cared not a toss of her red-gold hair for all the Camillas in the world. But down the grade in the big covered truck, Condara's mind was far from dinner and girls. His big hands gripped the wheel until they almost bit into it. His face was white, his body tense. 
and sometimes he took his eyes from the road to dart swift glances at the man beside him in the cab, an automatic cradled lightly in one hand. Khan had heard the news coming through Granville to the east. Bank robbery, cashier fatally wounded. Later, stopping to check on a nervous carburetor, there was the guy slipping out of the brush, forcing him back into the truck, taking his place beside him. They'd been driv- driving for some time in silence when the man beside Khan spoke with easy confidence. Yeah, what's the matter, pusher? You nervous? No answer from Khan. <laughs> you should be proud. You're helping a smart guy to make his getaway. Riding all safe and cozy in a truck after getting rid of a hot car. Of course, somewhere on the far side of the hump will be parking company, and that'll suit me. Oh, don't get the wrong slant. I'll be driving on alone, and I won't be leaving any truck drivers to tip off the cops. Meaning, you'll get the idea, chum. So, relax and enjoy what's left of your last ride. We'll be making one stop before we get over the hump. Take a look at that gas gauge. Huh? Hey, you're right. How come you're so low? Because I always stop at a place near the summit that... His voice choked to silence. Kathy! He'd been thinking only of the moment when he could bring the truck to a stop. In the narrow confines of the cab, he'd take the risk of going for that gun. But Kathy, she'd be waiting for him, standing beside the cab. There might be a wild shot or two. She might... The voice cut through his confusion. Okay, we stopped there. But get this. I'll be back in the truck out of sight. I'll have the gun on you. You sit right where you are while we fill up. Then get rolling. Con's fear-rounded eyes stabbed at the man beside him. This guy was a killer. Suppose Kathy said or did something to make him suspicious. A, a slip of the tongue, the least mistake. Hey, listen, you. Yeah? At the station. Uh, there's a girl there. I, I, I always stop there for a bite to eat. She won't understand. She's going to ask questions. But whatever happens, I promise you, there'll be no tip-off. And no harm is to come to her. It may take me a few minutes, but you're not to get nervous. You're not to start shooting. Just be sure about that tip-off stuff, guy, and the dame won't get hurt. Now, keep pushing this heap up the grade. I'm getting in the back. Con kept his eyes straight ahead as the truck rolled to a stop beside the pumps, and Kathy opened the door on the far side of the cab. Oh, good evening, Con. Hello, Kathy. Well... Why are you sitting there? Come on. He felt the pressure of the gun muzzle against his back. I, uh, I won't be stopping for supper tonight, Kathy. What? Oh, of course you will, Con. I think something special for you. We're going to eat together out in the garden. Uh, no, not tonight. Uh, fill up the tank. I gotta get rolling. But, Con, for a few minutes at least, I'll hurry up and get things ready while you fill the tank, and then I can't, I tell you. I, uh... Well, I've got some special war freight that's got to be in Corbin as fast as I can get it there. I've not even time to talk. Now, please, hurry it up. She stood looking up at him wonderingly. This wasn't like Condera. What could have happened? For sure, something had changed him from their last meeting completely. Con, what's wrong? Do I have to keep telling you over and over that I'm in a hurry? I know. <laughs> of course you don't. Choke in her throat was pushing a hot dampness into her eyes. She blinked to hold it back. Then she was stepping back to the door of the cabin, looking up at him. Reddish gold hair glistening in the light, firm little chin raised defiantly. It couldn't be your important war freight has something to do with a date you have in Corbin. Uh, a date with a certain black-haired girl by the name of Camilla. He grabbed at that excuse to get started grimly. Well, it might be. And that could be my affair. Naturally. Bitter disappointment and sheer, clean-cut anger made her chin tremble a little. She concealed it with a toss of her head. And never let it be said that I delayed you. 
Sit right where you are, Mr. Dara. I'll fill the tank so you can get started. She moved along the side of the truck to the tank inlet. Con heard the rattle of the cap being removed, the hose nozzle inserted. He hated himself for hurting her like this, but at least she was safe. Behind him, he heard the whispered, You're doing all right, chum. From here on, make it fast. I'm getting impatient. Then the gauge was climbing to full, the rattle of the nozzle and cap. And Kathy was walking toward the lunchroom, flinging back over her shoulder, You can pay me the next time, Mr. Dara. <laughs> Camilla mustn't be kept waiting. The truck rolled around a curve, 50 yards beyond the station. The man was climbing over the back of the seat. Ah, that's a smart boy, pusher. He can enjoy our ride once again. But Con wasn't aware of his words. Wasn't even thinking of what was in store for him. Kathy was safe. And someday, someday she'd understand. And she'd understand, too, that it wasn't Camilla. The truck rolled easily along a level stretch of road for another hundred yards. Con yanked back to a lower gear for the start of the last climb to the summit. The engine sputtered a little, coughed, caught hold again. The man bent closer to him. Hey, what's the matter? Oh, it's nothing. It's been acting up a little. I was having a look at it when you picked me up down the grade. It's, it's all right. But the engine wasn't agreeing. The sputtering increased. It missed badly. Then, with a last feeble cough, stopped. Hey, you, what's going on here? The gun jabbed in his ribs. You know as much about it as I do, mister. But hi, it could be the mixture. It could be ignition. But if we're going any further... I've got to have a look. All right. I'll slide out facing you. You follow me. And remember, I got an itchy trigger finger. Con was bent over the engine when he heard the sharp oath behind him. He straightened. The lights of a car were poking long fingers around the curve below them. The man spoke quickly. There is somebody coming. I'm going to get back in the truck. If they stop, I'm warning you, go easy. I'm ready to shoot my way out of this if I gotta. He backed away, reaching up for a handhold to swing himself into the cab. And at that split second, Con was on him. One fist swinging for the chin, the other closing on the wrist above the gun. It fired once. Then he was wrenching it free as the killer sank to the ground, groaning. Now the car was stopping. Someone was getting out of it. And he heard Kathy's frightened cry as she ran toward him. He answered it with a shout. Oh, Kathy, Kathy, girl, quick. Get back to the service station as fast as you can and call the highway patrol. I've caught that bank robber and killer. But Con, Con, dear, are, are you all right? All right as I ever was. And don't you be afraid for me. If this monkey makes another move, I'll bury my fist at him up to the elbow. Now, Kathy, get going. They stood there by the truck some time later, watching the patrol car as it headed back down the hill with its prisoner. And Con didn't realize his arm was around Kathy's waist, though uh, her awareness of it was enough for both of them. When the car was out of sight, oh, Kathy, Kathy, darling, I... I don't know what tipped you. Something was wrong there at the station and made you follow me up the road to protect me if you could, but I owe my life to it. The arm tightened. The red-gold hair pressed harder against the shoulder. What, whatever made you suspect, Kathy? Did you know he was in there? Or, or was it you heard the truck stopping and came along to see what was wrong? Neither, Con. It was Camilla. Huh? Camilla? <laughs> What's Camilla got to do with it? You'll hate me if I tell you. You'll think of a jealous cat. Hating isn't what I feel toward you now, Kathy. Well, she kept her eyes from his intent gaze. I I thought you were giving me the brush off to keep a date with her, and, and I was determined you shouldn't do it. I'm a Donovan, and Donovan girls fight for their men, and if you wouldn't stop to eat the fine dinner I'd fixed for you, I was going to make sure she didn't see you tonight either. So, well... Yes, Miss Donovan, who fights for her man... 
So what? So I made up my mind you'd get no further from me than than the gas in the carburetor would take you. And you'd have to come back to me and... Oh, Con, you... You just gotta forgive me, but... Well, when I filled the tank, I... I... Yes, Kathy? I filled it with water. Going back to that fine dinner Kathy had all prepared for Con, that was a meal she knew he'd enjoy because it included delicious Edwards coffee, which seriously is a good way to make any and every meal a success. For Edwards is really marvelous coffee, blended in small batches from the very finest hand-selected Central and South American coffee beans under Mr. Dwight Edwards' own personal supervision. Blended according to flavor instead of by weight for extra richness, vigor, and full strength. Then, roasted by the modern controlled thermal process. Edwards, too, is ground only at your order at the store. Your guarantee of absolute freshness. Try Edwards coffee, won't you? We feel certain you will like it because Edwards brings you an extra flavor lift. Get a pound tomorrow. Your money will be refunded if you don't enjoy every sip. Edwards coffee, remember, is featured at all Safeway stores. Well, I'm sure all of us enjoyed your story of Kathleen, who fought for her man, Hal. Can you give us a hint about next week's yarn? Doc Carlton was old and tired and didn't want to take the call that would send him out into the stormy night. But a photograph of his soldier son, whose place he had come back from retirement to fill, and a telegram from across the seas, changed his mind and brought him a greater glory than he ever had known. It's a human interest yarn about an unsung hero of the home front, titled Big Day Tomorrow. One I think you'll all like. Join us for the telling of it next week, won't you? Good night. This is Bill Baldwin reminding you to be with us next week at this same time when Edwards Coffee opens the door to the newsroom and another of Hal Burdick's stories. <laughs>